0: How will you feel if your desire to help somebody is met with rivalry and hatred and anger? When you know deep in your heart that you are standing firmly behind such and such a person. This is exactly what happens to Jeremiah and Jesus Jeremiah was called to the prophetic ministry by God. He knew what it meant. He resisted that he was too young for that mission. But the Lord said, don't ever say that. Whatever I tell you, say to the people. If you fail to do that, they will lose their life and you will also lose your life. So Jeremiah, at that point, was the mouthpiece of the Lord and the conscience of the people, drawing their consciences to the realities of the time, drawing their consciences to the signs of the time. There was a political turmoil. And... uh, the people were seeking worldly political alliance while they threw away the commandments and the laws of the covenant. They had turned their backs to the Lord of the covenant, the Lord who gave them that land, seeking protection for the same land from Egypt and from assyria and Jeremiah stood firm to tell them those alliances will never work. The only alliance that works is honesty to God and faithfulness to the covenant. Remember, the terms of the covenant was, if you observe my commandments and the laws that I enjoin on you today, you shall dwell in the land that I, the Lord your God, will give you. So, in other words, if they want to stay in the land in peace, then they have to be submissive to God, their divine benefactor. But then they saw Jeremiah as a traitor, and they were seeking to eliminate him. And even tradition says that he was thrown into a cistern, left there to die. But the good thing was that the cistern was dry, and he was saved by a Cushite servant of the king, and he was whisked to Egypt, where tradition says he died. Probably the only prophet who died outside Jerusalem. But today we hear them, they said, come, let us contrive a plot against Jeremiah. It will not mean the loss of instruction from the priest, nor of counsel from the wise, nor of message from the prophet. And so let us destroy him by his own tongue. Let us carefully note his every word. The people are throwing missiles against him, trying to get him eliminated. But while they were conspiring to find ways to eliminate him, Jeremiah was on his knees, praying to God. I averted your anger for their sake, and look at what they are planning to do to me. You see, if you begin to throw missiles against a righteous person, You are going to get what we call return to sender. You know, when you want to mail a letter or a parcel and you get the wrong zip code, what happens to you? You get a mail back, return to the sender. In the same way, when you are attacking somebody who is righteous, like Jeremiah, the one who puts his trust. And hope in the Lord, the one who speaks the word of God, the one who is a messenger of God, you have entered a wrong zip code. And suddenly you are going to get returned to sender. And that is why Jeremiah lived to see his country destroyed and all the able men chained and taken into captivity in Babylon. That was returned. Sender. If they had cooperated with Jeremiah, probably the exile would not have been the case. In the gospel, we also hear something similar. Jesus came to establish the kingdom of God on earth, the kingdom of peace and love, the kingdom of unity. The restoration of the Davidic kingdom, yet his own people are turning against him. And today, the third time, he prophesizes about his passion and death. The Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked, scourged, and crucified. But the good thing is that on the third day you rise again. When Jesus is talking about this immediately Zebedee's sons and their mother come to Jesus, James and John they come to Jesus seeking who should sit on his right and the left in other words Jesus should elevate him over and above all the other apostles when in fact Jesus is talking about his passion it meant nothing to them You ask yourself, were they listening to Jesus? Where is the empathy? Where is the love? You see, if, 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 if everything is about me, the possibility of getting disappointed is too high. If we fail to make Jesus the center of our lives and we fill the center of our lives with our selfishness and self-exaltation any least provocation is going to make us mad anything that does not you know kind of support what i want to do what i want to achieve will be met with anger and fury and that is why people easily become angry because it's about them. These brothers were seeking to be at a higher place. And unfortunately, the other disciples were so upset about that. Instead of reflecting about the mission of Jesus as the one who came to serve and not to be saved, the one who came to give his life as a ransom for many, they are thinking about the mistake of other people, and the other people are thinking about how to exalt themselves over and above other people. Dearly beloved, at times we behave like them. We want all attention on ourselves. Even some of us priests, even some of us ministers of God, all is about us. You know, we we are on the top show all the time. And we want people to acknowledge how famous we are. It is not about what the Lord wants. It's not about service to God's people. It is not about embracing the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The very thing that the apostles, sorry, the very thing that the scribes and the Pharisees we're doing that, Jesus condemned yesterday is reciprocated by the apostles. The very thing that Satan wanted Jesus to do at the temptation in the wilderness is the very thing we seek. But let us not lose sight that Jesus came to establish the kingdom of God and to give his life as a ransom for many. May the Holy Spirit help us to be able to give our lives in service to other people. Service not based on authority, but service that is based on love. Amen.